Welcome back to Promoted. I'm Felicity. And today we're talking all about how to migrate while still getting promoted in your career. Now, Michael, you've migrated to a number of countries throughout your career and you've come up with some pretty creative ways, not just to get jobs, but to get jobs in new industries and to progress in new ways throughout your career. So I'd love to start with what's been the most creative way that you've been able to find yourself a role outside of your country of origin? I think the top favourite, and this is when I went to the US, so I'm originally from the UK, that's where my funny accent comes from. And I got to the US and I managed to line up like an internship before I got there by a friend of mine that I knew in the UK at uni. But when I was there, I had a six month visa. I had, I had an internship, which I wasn't really enjoying for about two months. And I was like, what the hell am I going to do after? And I remember I was doing a course <laughs> and it was, the course was talking about like sharing about stuff that you really would love help on. And I was like. Or maybe I could get some help on this kind of like what to do next in terms of getting access to internships or something like that. And so I remember standing up and there's like 150 people in the room. And I said, look, if anyone knows anyone who works in solar power or something like that, I would love to talk to you because I'm trying to find some work experience in those areas. Long story short, that request totally changed the game for my whole career. Wow. In that one course, I had about, I think three people came up to me. One guy introduced me to a friend who owned, who owned a solar company. So I got an internship in Connecticut, which is just north of New York. And then this other guy was a bit more tenuous. was like, I know someone in San Francisco. Long story short, he knew the hiring, the people, head of people, at a, what turned out to be, I think at the time, the second largest solar company in the United States. And this, I still couldn't, I still can't believe it. It was an, I remember getting to this gig in California. It was in Oakland, which is a bit of a dodgy place if you've ever been there. And they had a mariachi band. So I remember walking into this startup one day and there's this Mexican band. It's like, they're all like, got a little bit, you know, um, burritos and things like that. And mariachi bands are playing. I remember thinking to myself, Imagine if I didn't ask them a question in this course, I would have never done that. And literally when I landed in Australia, coming from the US, it was that same experience in those big solar, in, the, in those solar companies in the US, which actually set me up for jobs here and set my career on a whole different trajectory. So is the lesson there, ask anyone who's going to listen, when are you going to, you know, for a role or what do you think the lesson was from that experience? I think, I think there's, there's two things. So I think what I learned from that is that if you're moving into a different country or, or it could be a different state or something like that, it doesn't matter too much where you start, actually, as long as it helps you with the kind of the, G, the, the relocation part. I think a lot of people don't move because they can't find the perfect role. And I would encourage people personally is I think getting to a country is always the hardest part because you're so scared. There's so many unknowns. You don't know how the tube system works. You don't know how the public transport, you don't know how the proper passport, the visas. You don't even know what the shops are called. And that was a big issue when I first landed from, from the UK. I was like, what are the supermarkets called? Like what, what's a, like a haberdashery store? Like what, what do you call that here? You know, like, 
or hang on, so yeah, because they they're called different things. So strategy, or sorry, getting there, biggest part. Don't be put off if it's not perfect. Second part there is actually getting into large groups of people um, help you solve the biggest issue when you migrate, which is actually network. Because yeah, coming from the UK, I had no family here. Um, apart from like a, a weird and wonderful uncle who's you know in a long distant uh, town in North Queensland, um, hardly knew him. Didn't really want to go up to the you know sweltering heat of, of Queensland, and so I was like, oh, I've literally got nothing. So going into a course and learning something was a great way, especially in a large groups, to really get myself out there and meet people straight away. So at some point, you landed yourself in beautiful Byron Bay, classic pommy location. You got a role there in solar. How did you get that? This is kind of like the middle of the journey. So what was that like? So this all came from that company in California, which, so their company was called Sungevity. Um, it, it boomed in the US and then actually it closed a few, a few years ago. And I was so, I was a bit stuck in Australia because I, again, didn't have the network, wanted to work in solar power. I was kind of stuck in uh, Canberra doing a bit of a, uh, an average marketing gig just to pay the bills. And so I actually reached back out to the American company. I said, do you know anyone here? Wow. And they said, oh, actually, we just had this guy from Australia. He's setting up Sungevity Australia. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> Can you introduce me? And so I hit up the guy who was setting up the, who'd gone to the US to um, to set up, or, you know, liked what the US company was doing, wanted to do it down under. And I reached out to him and that my American experience which was largely watching mariachi bands come into the office and do a quite unquote, a bit of analyst work, but it was pretty light on. That actually got my foot in the door. And again, that's what I say, changed the trajectory. The role you had in, in Byron Bay was a sales role, and that was something that was quite new. In And when you were studying geography, they didn't really train you in sales. There was a key person that helped you in that role. That was your mentor, Frank. Yeah. Now, do you think that is something that can help people as a migrant coming into a new role? Or have you got other recommendations? Once you're in country, you've got your first job, where to from here? Well, I think there's two things in there. Is that the job which was on offer, well, first of all, there wasn't really like a proper job. I said to the guy, can I just come and help you? And he was like, yeah, okay. And then the job which was needed was a sales guy. And so I was like, all right, let me have a go. I'd never done any sales gigs and I've never avoided sales gigs prior because well, like, I don't think I could do it. And so what's the lesson in that? Well, don't be afraid to say yes. And when you're a migrant, you're probably going to have to say yes to a bunch of stuff you probably don't have the skills in. And that is okay. And yeah, your point is really valid. So when I was in that job, I remember going to the boss and I said, boss, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm literally drowning. And because at this point, we've been going through this surge in sales. It wasn't caused necessarily by me, but purely by like the politics and a very good marketing campaign, which the boss had come up with. And so we were, I had become the sales manager. I wasn't qualified to be a salesperson, let alone a sales manager. And so I reached out and said, boss, I really need some help. Can you get uh, can you get me a coach or a mentor or something like that? And he found me this great guy, guy called Frank. And, and that, that's really that's a really powerful thing, right? When you're in a role, if you are struggling, if you don't know what you're doing, try and look for mentors because they're the fastest way to accelerate your growth. 
they've often got so much domain like expertise and there are the reality is tapping into older people um are such a resource there are so many people on linkedin who've just retired they used to be a ceo or an executive or a big dog somewhere and reaching out to them saying hey i saw your experience in xyz I have, I've done that in multiple times. I mean, Matt, the people you can get access to, I'm talking like heads and banks mm. will come and like, yeah, I'm happy to mentor you. And like for free, no charge, no money, just happy to have someone reaching out. Like they're a huge untapped resource, which if you've just landed, they could have, if you can impress them, they've got a network, they've got skills, they've got expertise. What are some of the other things that you think migrants should think about when they're wanting to progress their career? They might not have the local experience. There might be other barriers they're facing, like language or, you know, getting used to Australian slang and funny accents. What would you recommend that they go after and look at? I think one of the things which is really hard to do, but I've definitely reaped the benefits of it, is try to leave people from your home country to their own thing because if you really want to rock it in a new country what you need to do is get into the new network and I'm fortunate that yeah obviously I'm in Australia I speak English and so the language isn't a challenge for me even though I didn't have the language I certainly you know, obviously people can hear straight away that I'm not from this country and so there's, you know, sometimes there's a, there's a bit of like, oh, who, who are you? It's not so much around for British people. They're quite accepted here, which, which is great. But if you're coming from external, I think one of the best things you can do is try to get into the local network, try and assimilate with Australians as best you can. Um, even if there may be, if, let's say you're coming from India, for example, if you can find second or third generation Indians, that could be a really great way to do it. So you get to, they get the benefit of the localized network with some of the understanding or the kind of like the cross-culturalization piece as well. So they kind of get where you're from, you are friendly, you can relate to them, but they're actually they're more embedded in Australia than or, or wherever you're trying to get to. They're more embedded in the home country um, than maybe someone who's also just arrived. And you'll find, I went to backpackers and stuff like that, there was heaps of ponds around, but we all had the same issue. We didn't know anyone. And if you hang around in those circles too much, you don't actually get anywhere. You kind of pedal, you know, pedal water. You end up doing the normal backpacking jobs. Um, and then most of the time people just go, yeah, I like it, but I'm just going to leave. Yeah. Um, so I think if you're going for long term and you really want to settle, you've got to force yourself out of the comfort zone and get into the local network. One thing I've seen you do well time and time again in your career is start a role in a company in one particular area prove yourself and then have it shoot you up into a new role. So I'm thinking one organization you went in to look at sales, it ended up not working out and they had to close that part of the business, but you then became the assistant general manager. Can you talk us through how you did that? And I feel like that's a promotion into a role that didn't even exist. You're very good at finding these opportunities that that don't exist and pitching yourself for it. So that could be an opportunity, not just for people who are migrants, but everyone looking at wanting to get promoted into a new role. Can you share a bit about that? Yeah, so now I think, so the big thing there is, and it's what we've become really passionate about, is our skill development, right? Too many people focus on just the job, the industry, stuff like that. The much more important thing to do is to focus on skill development. 
are you good with people? Are you good with numbers? Can you really work a spreadsheet? Can you come up with a great marketing campaign? Can you present data in a really interesting or accessible way? Can you what what is the skills that you have and how do you produce those at the highest possible level? Because I found that and this is by accident, to be really frank, it's not like I came up with this whiz bang idea, I'm gonna build my skills. It just turned out to be skills are relatable across businesses, across industries, across different domains. And to your point where you just mentioned, you know, the reason why I was able to go from a junior sales guy and within one month promoted to the um, the assistant uh, general manager was because they saw how I managed the people in the sales team. Because I said to them, we are started as the, as the only sales guy. I started to see some success. I said, look, we could really pour some gas on this. And if we if we pour, got some extra people in, we could really boost the sales result. And they were like, okay, well, let's give it a go. I hired some people. We got some people in. And we ended up doing more sales in one month than the whole that, that initial business had achieved in, I think, 12 months. And so they got to see that I had this people skill component. And guess what? People skills in business is exactly what gets you accelerated a lot of the time. And so what I didn't have was domain expertise, but people, the superiors in the company, the bosses, they had their domain expertise. What they needed help with was the people part. And I think that these, that's how they, it was good timing. There's no doubt about it. Um, but they saw, okay, we could probably utilize this guy somewhere else. Hmm. It's less about the goal that you're achieving and the thing. It's more about the process, the behavior, the character, the attitude along the way that they saw and recognized that that could be valuable. And I think those traits are really powerful in any area of a business. Have you got any regrets looking back? Anything you wish you'd done? Anything that you think you could have done differently looking back at your migrant journey i think 11 years here in australia all together now yeah it's been 11 years i think it's coming up to my 12th year now regress that's an interesting one i think um i think it's be a bit more strategic i think would be a really interesting one i think um to try and think a bit more longer term i know when i arrived i basically had no money and when you got no money you tend to think very short term you think about how you're going to pay the bills and that's tricky. I think asking one thing I really have admired getting to know you firstly is your approach to mentors. You get mentors out of the wazoo. You've got a mentor for every single thing. You've got one for your right arm, your left arm. You know, <laughs> you've got um, access to mentors. And if you get one mentor, they can introduce you to more mentors and it kind of compounds and compounds and compounds. And yeah, yeah I guess the... The key thing is around network. I found network. I'm not, I actually hate networking, to be frank. I hate going to network. I love it. I, <laughs> I loathe it with a passion. Um, I often find that kind of whole, oh, hi, how are you? Yeah, I don't think we've got anything in common. Oh, God. No, let me try again with another person. Like, it's that, I find that a really laborious uh, exercise. Um, but I think if you look at what can accelerate your career, well, actually, it's network. And how can you jump between different industries? Again, network. Because people are going to know you're a good person, demonstrate your skills. That's where volunteering and stuff like that, but being really good to put your hand up for things is, a, is such a good way to get ahead because it gives people a chance to get to know you. You can demonstrate how good you are in certain things, and then you never know what kind of opportunity they might have you know, available to them. Hmm. What I'm hearing a lot in this conversation is 
thinking beyond the role, thinking beyond what's just on that piece of paper of we need this person to do X, we need these skills. There's that bigger picture. And you said this strategic perspective to bring into the conversation as well. Thanks, Michael. This has been really insightful on your migrant story and I hope this helps other migrants accelerate their promotion. You've been listening to Promote.